0: betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc
1: hey guys this is gail kim from impact wrestling and you are listening to the 8-bit suplex
0: podcast
2: to another edition of the 8-Bit Suplex here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, I am your first half of your co-host, Josh McLaughlin. This is probably the worst introduction I've ever done. I'm a little spicy. Um, It's a Friday (laughs) night. It's been a long week. I I don't know, Sandy. I don't know. Uh, But (laughs) we'll we'll see. Maybe I'll find a groove here as we get going. But the voice uh, you heard there is my co-host, same as always, Sandy Gaviria. Sandy, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, Josh. How are
2: you doing tonight? Well, you know, based on that intro, I'd say not good, but, you know...
1: You're, I, <laughs> yeah, right? You're not doing so well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I got my Diet Coke uh, already cracked open, so you guys won't hear me opening the can. Uh, yeah, shout-outs to uh, Josh number one for uh, all the miscellaneous can noises and things that he produces on KISS every week. Um, but, no, <laughs> I... I uh, you know, it's been a long week. It's been a busy week. It's been an exciting week in wrestling. Uh, well, obviously, uh, as the Impact po- Wrestling Podcast here on Social Suplex Podcast Network, we're going to get into the big uh, promo spot that Kenny Omega gave on Impact Wrestling. We were prepared to uh, talk about Dynamite as well, depending on, because uh, we thought that that angle was going to get pushed further. It kind of didn't. It's kind of a rehash for the different network. Um But, you know, uh, we'll definitely break down uh, all things Kenny Omega. I think that's a fair thing to do uh, since he is, uh, you know, there's more reporting that he's going to be doing, uh, continuing to work with Impact, which is a huge positive uh, for us on this show. Because not only do we watch Impact every week and love it, um, we're also going to get to talk about the best bout machine the cleaner himself, uh, Kenny Omega. And, uh, I'm, I'm a big Omega fan. Uh, Sandy, I'm sure you're a big Omega fan. I suppose we haven't really talked oh, about yeah, it that really. much, but I, I mean, if you're a fan of professional wrestling, you should be a fan of Kenny Omega's. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess let's, let's just get into it, Sandy. Cause we got, um, uh, we also have to, uh, at the end of the show, we'll be uh, previewing final resolution, which of course is the impact plus event of this month. So, uh, Without, you know, uh, further ado, uh, Sandy, um, why don't we just uh, we'll get into it with this first match here with uh, Chris Sabin and uh, Josh Alexander?
1: Let's do it. So, okay, I love this show. And, of course, now that we're watching Impact for uh, this awesome pad- podcast, uh, I I don't know. I freaking... Does that make me biased that I love impact and I hate it when people, you know, have been so critical of it, especially with the larger audience that they received this past Tuesday. I am going to start trolling on trolls online if they continue to, to be negative, but let's just start off. We have, like you mentioned, Josh Alexander and Chris Haven. Yeah. Before I go on a rant, excellent match to start. Like if you are going to showcase the best pure physical energetic, great storyline, great character work, uh, match to kind of do like an expose of your current company, the status, your current stars, Josh Alexander and Chris Saban is the way to go. And, you know, I, I, I was watching it live. I actually watched it on the on the live Twitch stream. And while I was watching, you know, it was, you know, you had your few thousand, 20,000, 25,000. I just saw the number rise and I kept being shocked. Because if I'm not mistaken, I read that the average that they do on Twitch streams for Impact on, on Tuesday Nights Live is around 2,500, according, I believe I got that from Brian Alvarez or something like that. The show was reaching 32,000 streams for the very opening match, settling at around 28,000 um, in the beginning and then over 35 during the end. Um, but, yeah, it was, this was, like I said, excellent fast pace, hard hitting. There was a powerbomb backbreaker to the spine from Josh uh, to Chris Saban that looked so brutal. I w- I literally, like, my mouth just dropped. It was, you know how they usually do the backbreaker and it's, you know, the person is horizontal on the per- person's knee? Yeah. No, like, this was all of Josh's knee and freaking thigh aligned with Chris Saban's spine and I was like holy shit like it hurt my my shitty back but
2: (laughs) well the 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 worst part is is that after he takes the bump on the back he kind of lands on his his head a little bit too um
1: it was was so brutal uh but we see Chris Saban getting the pin after Ethan Page uh we we've seen kind of the storyline with Ethan Page and Josh Alexander how they're kind of bumping heads right now um Josh is not really approving of Ethan Page's methods because he took out Dog Gallows, which means they can't get to the championships fast enough. And then they just kind of had miscommunication here and there. And this one, we just see him kind of yell uh, strategy at Josh at one point, which kind of gets them, I don't know, there was some miscommunication there. And then Chris Saban gets the pin. So Josh, of course, is furious. Uh, But he's a great worker. And this match was excellent to start. What do you think?
2: Yeah, no, like you said, it's it's fast paced, it's hard hitting, it's it's you know it, these this episode's recorded ahead of time, right? So it's not like they recorded this episode in reaction to the news that Kenny Omega was going to be on the on this week's uh, episode of Impact, right? So it's one of those things where they have these matches, and, I, and I'm sure they probably said, okay. We know that, that Don and, and Kenny are going to be doing this. I doubt they told the talent what's going to happen. Um, because it did seem on Twitter that, that most did not know that this was coming. Um, at least that was my, my uh, perception of it. Because they didn't seem to know. I mean, they had all filmed their matches. They filmed their episodes. And they were all, from my understanding, they all left Nashville already. So they were gone before anything Kenny Omega related that was ever announced ever happened. But with that said, the the planning that goes behind this episode of Impact to showcase really, really good matches, uh, I thought was a great idea. Uh, I mean, and, and this this leadoff match was absolutely uh, absolutely fire. I mean, Chris Sabin has been towing a lot of the motor saving machine guns work lately. Um, and then obviously here it's by design with the singles match. Uh, but man, I, I could watch that guy wrestle any day of the week, just like I could with Josh Alexander, um, and of course, like you mentioned, Chris Saban does get the surprise roll up on him, uh, yeah, I mean, really, really good match to start things off.
1: Strong start, absolutely, and then of course, throughout the night, you know, we have uh, Madison Rayne and Josh Matthews hyping up Kenny Omega being here, and so that gets us fired up, I mean, that was, I think I saw on the Twitch comments, like, Take a shot every time they mention Kenny Omega, which I would have gotten <laughs> annihilated if I, I had think that would <laughs> I think everyone would, yeah.
2: I think everyone would, yeah. That's that's not a game that you want to play.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, that seems interesting. And I'm like, wait, no, I would die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so they were hyping it up. And next, we just see Bay. Uh, we see Chris Bay. I call him just Bay. You know, I kind of like that. Sure, <laughs> we hey, why not? They're approaching uh, <laughs> Moose backstage to go over uh, their tag match strategy. They are uh, teaming up um, later on tonight for the main event. And Moose, man, Moose wants absolutely nothing to do with Bay unless uh, Bay beats one for the title. Uh, now that's coming up at final resolution, if I'm not mistaken. So this is pretty interesting. We We see them, you know, they have to tag later on. So I guess... I was very intrigued. I was like, "How the hell are you going to have a tag match when Moose just wants to kill Babe? Right.
2: Yeah. No. And it was, I thought, uh, you know, great foreshadowing to how they did tag together, um, which was uh, not very well. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a really, uh, excellent backstage segment to kind of get you ready for what would the uh, the main event, uh, at least the main event match. I should be, uh, noting. Um, because the main event segment, of course, was the Kenny Omega, uh, interview.
1: Absolutely. And then next we have a video package for Rich Juan, but I gotta be honest, Josh, uh, I don't know. I don't think you watched it live. You may have had hockey, correct?
2: Yeah, I did not watch it live. Uh, I watched it. I, I, I had a hockey game and then I watched it immediately following my hockey game. So I did watch it still Tuesday night, uh, but I did not watch it live. So I missed a lot of the uh, Twitch commercials and different things like that. Um, that did not come through on the feed that I that I wound up watching on.
1: Gotcha, which is my exactly what I was about to say. The ads on Twitch are so randomly and awkwardly placed. <laughs> so they <laughs> they start this uh, rich one video package and immediately go into like these three commercials. And I was like, Are you kidding me right now? So I couldn't really get to see it. They do show another one later on in the night, um, which is pretty well done. Um, for what they're trying to do for Rich One, but I was like, God dang it, like, why would you put uh, stupid ads right there?
0: <laughs>
2: right. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and yeah, I like I said, the I, the only ad I think that I saw on my feed, of course, was the uh, All Elite Wrestling ad, uh, which I don't think has come up yet uh, at this point in the show. I, I wasn't unable to notate where the backstage segments went in between matches, so I'll rely on you, Cindy, mm-hmm. uh, to to kind of fill in uh, those gaps. Uh, but do we have anything else before we get to the next match of the night here?
1: We do. So they filled out this episode of Impact with tons of greatest moments from TNA from the past. And I think they kind of did this to show, hey, you know, your current favorite uh, favorite AEW stars have been here with us at Impact or previously known TNA They've been here with us, and they've had these amazing matches that you may have missed. So I think this is actually a really great way to say, hey, AEW maybe would not have been AEW if it wasn't for Impact at some point because a lot of their stars grew there, started out there, did some amazing matches there that are just completely gone on notice. So we start the very first one, um, the Greatest Ultimate uh, X Moment, which was Kazarian from Victory Road in 20, uh, 2008. I'm so sorry. And so we sh- we show Kaz here. I didn't get a note of who he was going up against, but he has hair, and I don't think I've ever seen that man with hair. <laughs> so that was, I was like, that, they keep saying Kaz, like Kazarian, like A-W-Kazarian? So he with long hair, and then he does this crazy freaking leg drop from this contraption above the ring that is I can't even tell you how many feet high. And then he has to grab the title, I believe it was. Man, it's been a few days since I watched it, but that leg drop was insane. So they showed that from Victory Road in 2008. And before we get to the next match, another segment that we have is the, uh, I think this is the one that you may be uh, in reference to from earlier, Tony Khan addressing the impact viewers via the quote unquote paid ad. Uh, Right, this is the one I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. This is where they show it, and it was hilarious. So they're promoting AW Dynamite, and, man, Josh, do you remember? I, I thought it was hilarious and so well done.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think it was it was probably one of the top three things from the night from a just a pure entertainment perspective. Uh, Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone uh, get on there and, and kind of do this faux commercial that Tony Khan is like, listen, man, I figured I'd help him out with some ad revenue, whatever, you know. I, you know, Kenny Omega, you know, OK, yeah, go ahead. Go there. You know what? I'm not mad about it. Whatever. I'll see you tomorrow on uh, Dynamite on TNT. And, you know, just constantly plugging back to Dynamite. And the, I, I think probably the, the joke that hit best for me in that commercial was uh, Tony Khan says to uh, Tony Schiavone, he goes, hey, Schiavone, you, you worked at TNA, didn't you? And Shivani goes, uh, yeah, I worked there for one day, and then I quit the business for 18 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Oh, and, my God, I laughed so hard.
2: But, you know, but that that's also doing a service to Impact because they try to bury, you know, obviously they show the, the, the best moments in TNA as far as, like, the wrestling and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But they really are trying to bury that brand into Impact Wrestling. So, yeah. um. You know, all the while, of course, Moose is walking around with the TNA World Championship. Uh, but any help they can get, uh, burying, you know, kind of what happened during the time that Shivani uh, was there, which was, of course, you know, Vince Russo and Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan and uh, Dixie Carter. So they're just trying to move past that. And you know, obviously, uh, Tony Khan and Tony Shivani are, are happy to oblige them there with a, a really great joke. Um, but yeah, I mean. It was kind of like your, your 80s-style, 90s-style, uh, early 90s uh, wrestling commercial uh, is really what it felt like. It felt like a, a territory commercial, and I think that's kind of what they were looking to go for there.
1: <laughs> I freaking loved it. Tony Khan looked great. He delivered it great. And, uh, you know, we, we don't really get to see much of Tony Khan from, from that behind-the-scenes from AEW, so I thought this was, this was kind of nice to, to see, and I, I freaking popped with that joke. Uh yeah, yeah, real quick before, before I, we... real
2: quick before oh, I move on, yeah. I did want to update here. So I I've got the official numbers for the Twitch streams from Impact Wrestling. So that mm-hmm. the Twitch channel peaked at fifty five thousand three hundred ninety six viewers and averaged forty two thousand nine hundred fifty three viewers for the two hour show's duration, uh, which was good enough for Impact having the fourth largest stream of the day, and it went head-to-head with an NFL game that started at 8 p.m. as well. And uh, Impact uh, crushed it. Uh, the NFL game barely got over 30,000 uh, average. So uh, about 13,000 more average viewers on Impact than an NFL football game on Twitch. Um, which is, which is you know,
1: insane.
2: You know, I, I think we can point to Kenny Omega as the draw. Uh, although Sammy Callahan, of course, has started calling himself the draw. Um I think uh, mm-hmm. I think I put my money behind Kenny Omega before Sammy, but uh just I just oh. sort of did I did want to give those you know because I'm sure people listening to this going like I want those aren't the exact numbers, uh, so those are the exact numbers as reported by Impact Wrestling.
1: And that's so awesome. I mean, like like I mentioned earlier, their their usual stream number on Tuesday nights for their live show is around 2500. So imagine that's such an astronomical jump and yes can you make guys a draw but i also want to like say the opportunity of these two companies working together has got to be like the biggest peak interest and draw in my eyes like yeah having kenny just be there as a one-off is exciting to me but as a fan of wrestling what piqued my interest most was the fact that we can see all these potential matches we can see these two companies working together because we've been so kind of brainwashed to believe that that's not possible right there's only one and that if there's only one the other ones can't work together and everyone has to compete with each other like no we we've seen it to where it works we've seen the independents work together and this is just such an exciting thing to see hey these two well-known and established companies that have tv time them work together, and I think that's that to me is the biggest interest. Like I love Kenny Omega and all, but that to me I feel like is the, the big thing. But yeah, I mean everyone's excited, and everyone's interesting. And actually, I did note on my on my things here um, where the the numbers were for the night. So I'll keep you updated as kind of like where the numbers went throughout the night. And of course, towards the end is when we saw the big peak sure. numbers uh, compared to when they started out. And
2: it did, and it did kind of leak out. Uh, Sean Rossap uh, and Fightful did kind of leak out that. Omega would be at the very end of the show in the last 15 minutes. Uh, so that's obviously why you see a spike there. But I think that, you know, the average viewer shows um, that they did, you know, they kept a pretty good number going through uh, through it. And, and we'll, we'll, again, we'll, we'll talk more Kenny Omega uh, towards the end of uh, reviewing this uh, episode of Impact for sure.
1: Awesome. So we move right along. We have Brian my- Brian Myers versus TJP. And I think this is where I texted you. And I was like, wait, did I text you? Who did I text? I don't know. I was very excited. I was, I was thinking, hey, you know, this is actually pretty smart that they're using um, these talents that we saw in WWE before uh, mm-hmm. for the for the fan that maybe hasn't been watching Impact Wrestling for a while. And they'll say, hey, you know what? I remember that Brian Myers guy. Or, hey, that's TJP. That, that used to be my favorite cruiserweight champion. And I haven't seen him in a while. And get, getting to see what 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 they've been up to, that they're still able to showcase their talent and impact, and that hey, impact's not just bullshit anymore. They have right. good talent people. There's good matches here. So, I thought immediately that's like okay, that's a good way to kind of keep people interested, I guess, and, and to see what's going on with impact. Sure,
2: a couple familiar um, faces.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'll note that
2: there was there was 14 wrestlers that competed uh, in matches on Tuesday. Six of them are former WWE contracted performers. So, um, including Deanna prazo and Kimberly. Kimberly had a, a smaller stint there. Uh, I think she was only on T V once or twice, but um yeah, I mean quite quite a quite a bit of, of use here of WWE people, but in a wise way and they're obviously talented wrestlers and we'll get into that here with uh Brian Myers and T J P
1: Hell yeah, this is a great match. So um We've seen the story kind of pick up too. Myers has been calling TJP and Crazy Steve clowns and losers for the past few weeks because they just can't get o- one over on my man Rohit Raju. <laughs> um, I do want to note at this point. I noted it was close to 40,000 streams, so this is where the numbers were kind of like settling in and, and rising towards the night. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned, this was a, a great match. Of course, TJP and Brian Myers, they can work. We've seen them. We've seen them go at it and put in these amazing matches. Um, and, and like I mentioned, it's just so good to see these guys from WWE and knowing that we can watch them on impact. So Brian Myers at the end does pick up the win against TJP. Uh, TJP was working the leg of Myers, and they kind of had the storyline here. Um, but he does pick up the win um, towards the end there. And, of course, after the match, we do see Rohit Rahe- Raju completely mocking TJP, but he has, you know, TJP, the, the, the thing here is, like, he can't challenge Rafi Raju for the exhibition championship, so I, I'm kind of wondering how this is all going to pay off, because he has something up his sleeve. And I think I yeah. saw something on Twitter that he had this character before that he used to go by where he wore a mask or something. Do you recall that character, by So, TJP
2: did used to wrestle um, as a mask uh, wrestler, and I'm going to tell you his name in just a moment. Is I want to say
1: I can't remember for the life of me, but he's up to something, and who knows if it's bringing that character back?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's wrestled as Suicide previously, Um,
1: but he wouldn't win it as Suicide, I don't think.
2: No, I don't think so either. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I mean he was he was known as Puma for a while. Not to be confused with Ricochet's Prince Puma, of course.
1: Oh, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, what?
2: <laughs> right, yeah. Nope. Two very different uh guys. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not, I it's escaping me what uh what his uh, what other else he could have been uh if not Puma. Um I don't know that he would use Puma. Um but he does have some, some other names that he's wrestled as before. Um, and you know, like, like mentioned, uh, he's also wrestled as suicide and it could be something as stupid as, well, his official name is TJP in impact. Well, he could just wrestle as TJ Perkins because Scott, the said anyone with the name TJP can't challenge. So that leaves some, the, the door open there for some, uh, you know, kind of wrestling silliness if you really want to just you know be lazy with it. Um, but we'll see, maybe he just cooks up something completely new. Who knows?
1: Um, I would be so upset. I feel like I honestly hope that he either changes his name, does a completely different character, puts on a mask, whatever, and then Rohirajou still defeats him. (laughs) I, like, I'm crossing my fingers because I swear to God, if I take this title off of this man, I will riot, as they say, whenever something that you don't like happens.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, no, this was a really Mm. good match. Uh, Like you said, uh, you know, TJP, of course, you know, showed off his submission moves. Uh, really working the the legs, really showing, you know, again, two former WWE guys going out there having a really good technical wrestling match, you know, showcased most of their moves. DJP, of course, went for the Mamba Splash. Brian Myers puts his knees up and then eventually hits him with that clothesline that he's been using as a finisher, um, which, yeah. you know, it looks like it's a pretty brutal looking clothesline. So, you know, it, it, it sells well. Brutal. I'm normally not one to, that, you know, it, if you're going to do a clothesline finisher, it has to look good, and it has to feel like it's a lot. You know, like you're talking, you know, Okada using the Raymaker. Nobody else in Japan should ever use, a, uh, you know, a, a clothesline lariat for their finisher because it'll never look as good as Okada's. Brian Myers mm-hmm. is obviously a little different. Uh, it's kind of a running clothesline, but still, it looks good. It looks painful. Um, I liked it. Great match uh, and a really good one to have on this night. Uh, like you said, with all these extra viewers uh, on there.
1: Hell yeah. And of course during this, um, I did want to know they did show a another TNA greatest moment. It was a hardcore moment between uh, the Motor City Machine Guns versus Generation Me. They showed this one. They showed another one between these two uh, tag teams last week, if I'm not mistaken. And of course, Generation mm-hmm. Me being uh, the Young Bucks. So of course, a great moment. And I think it's again just to show, hey, this is where the young bucks came from. So they're your favorite tag team in AEW. Well, here you go. They were an impact. And I thought that was yeah. smart, but they get a lot of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. And and they seem to do that. Uh, when they do the flashback moments of the week that, that are on the uh, access feed. Right. So they only do one of those on the access feed. Whereas on Twitch, they kind of have more leeway there because they're not showing the same commercials that access is. Um yeah. so it's you know yeah generation me they like to show those um great to great to use those especially with the AEW stuff going on um in the past when they've been alluding to aj styles or whatever in that storyline you'll see aj styles pop up in the flashback moment of the week um so you know they they definitely know what they've had in the past and they're not afraid to show it so um but like you said it, it kind of harkens to a uh a time, or you know, now we're kind of starting to talk about, like, oh yeah, these guys were here. These guys, it is okay to talk about it. Um So you know, we'll we'll see kind of how that uh, continues to go. Um, but I, I think we have uh, another backstage segment here uh, before we get to Eric Young and Cody Deaner, which you know I'm sure you're probably dying to get to. Um, <laughs> I actually
1: missed it.
2: I don't have it in my notes. What happened? Uh. All I remember in between those is actually I think this is the this might be the point where Tommy Dreamer is backstage with Larry D and he oh, makes. Oh, I it.
1: have that after the EY and Cody dinner match.
2: Is it okay? Well, I brought it up, so we'll talk about it now, my good friend Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> uh, you know he didn't he didn't tell me that he Best was gonna friend. be he didn't tell me ahead of time through Twitter DM like he has in the past um, <laughs> that uh, he was going to be challenging Larry D to a wrestling match. Uh, and this is kind of it, it's some kind of funny back and forth because Larry D is of course refusing to go uh downtown, as they keep saying, for the attempted murder of Johnny Bravo. And he uh he eventually gets to the point where Tommy just says or Larry suggests uh that okay, fine, we'll just have uh you know, we'll well let's let's have a match at final resolution. And if you, if I win, then you let me go walk as a free man. And if you win, I'll go downtown with you. And Tommy Jr. goes, Yep, fine by me. Wrestling match made. <laughs> and Larry D goes, Wait, I really I can get away with shooting somebody if I just want a wrestling match. And, just, and Tommy Jr. was like, I could do like, whatever. Tommy, you can do that. And Tommy Dreamer is <laughs> like, I could do whatever the hell I want.
1: And, I and, live so hard. <laughs> Larry D and
2: A.C. Romero are just like, all right. I mean, I guess that's it.
1: This <laughs> um, is so funny! Oh, great, they delivered it perfectly.
2: Great, you know, great humor is always from Tommy Dreamer. Uh, you know, continuing to find ways to put himself over, and, and I talk about it every week, and I'll continue to. <laughs> um, but then, uh, yeah, bef- <laughs> the other backstage segment before this match, uh, was of course, uh, Cody Deaner talking with cousin Jake. He tells cousin Jake, uh, "This is a personal thing. It's not a it's not a we thing. It's a me thing. I have to go out there and show Eric Young that I'm not, you know, nothing. I'm a somebody." And cousin Jake's like, "Well, I'm gonna go out there with you." And he's like, "No, you're not going out there with me. I gotta do this by myself." And he's like, uh, "Dude, he's gonna have Joe Doring out there. You need me to at least, you know, get your back." Finally, he agrees and says, "But you have to promise not to get involved." Anyways, so then they, you know, whatever, they go out to the ring. Uh, they have a match. Um, Eric Young gets about 90% of the offense in. Uh, there was a couple of spots that Cody, you know, had his uh, his moments of heart uh, where he was screaming that I'm not nothing and, you know, charging at Eric Young, getting a couple of hits in. Um, but ultimately, of course, uh, he goes up to do a diving headbutt to Eric Young. Joe Dorian distracts him, takes up a lot of time. Cody then goes to do the diving headbutt, and I swear that Eric Young rolled out of the way before Cody Deaner even began to jump, because like Eric Young was like right. past the middle of the ring by the time uh, <laughs> Cody Deaner's face hit it. So he was a mile away,
1: like bro, it, it you do not have to jump to that thought if he's
2: not in the middle of the nowhere,
1: ring. Like... <laughs> nowhere close,
2: nowhere close. It's like playing a wrestling video okay. game back when they wouldn't let you cancel your move; like you push the button your guy would get into position and then do oh. the move, but he wasn't there anymore. Like, that's what it, it felt very disjointed yeah. like that. Yeah, of do it
1: anyway. Like, right. I can't get down.
2: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you can't hit the B button and cancel. Um, but then, uh, yeah. of course, Eric Young hits the pile driver and uh, is well-established on, Impact wrestling. Uh, damn near nobody kicks out of an Eric Young pile driver, uh, which it is, uh, as it always is, a thing of beauty. Uh, and even though this match wasn't that great, Eric Young's uh, power driver gets my uh, hashtag chef's kiss of the night. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, of course, you know, normal shenanigans afterwards, some beatdowns. downs, uh, you know, uh, eventually uh, Rhino with a steel pipe comes out from the back and chases off For the uh, <laughs> Eric Young and Joe Doring. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, Rhino keeps on trying to tell them, like, no, man. You're not pulling that shit here. Like, that's not what's going to happen. And they've beaten him up several times. And, uh, you know, uh, Rhino finally showing some intelligence of bringing a weapon with him, at least to the ring. Uh, I don't know that a lead pipe would be kind of what I would bring. Um, it's a little bit harder to swing around maybe than a kendo stick or a baseball bat or something. I don't know. But it's but more effective, Josh. It's, it's certainly not- more. I mean, if it connects, that thing's going to hurt. So, of course, you know, Joe is still... I think this still, is
1: cool, you know, teasing the, the possibility of a Joe versus Rhino, or even... Because I think Joe Dory Dory. my accent is out of control sometimes, I think he <laughs> was actually more pissed that Rhino got in there, you know, EY was holding him back a little bit. Right. But I think we are seeing, if I'm not mistaken, we're seeing EY and Rhino, correct? Or am I just that assuming is happening, him making
2: up? That is happening at Final Resolution, we will preview okay. that match later, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: gotcha. But I really think down the down the road, the big thing is going to be Joe, Dory, and Rhino. And I'm going to yeah. put money on it. So, Josh, I, how much you it's,
2: bet? Uh, I'm not betting you on that because it's definitely going to happen. Um, you know, Joe <laughs> Doring is definitely going to get a match. Whenever he gets his first official match, it is going to be someone that's established that he beats up probably, uh, but not okay. like overly so. like a Rhino makes sense, a Tommy Dreamer makes sense, like somebody along those lines for him to just go and beat the piss out of who, like, that person is established as someone that's been in the business forever, and everyone knows what they can do, but losing doesn't hurt them. Like, Tommy Dreamer can lose every match from now until the rest of his career, and it won't do a thing to him, right? I mean, so same with Rhino. I mean, either either way. Um, But yeah, we are going to get something out of there. Um, I did, uh, I took one of the uh, backstage things after this match and put it in front of this match. Do we have anything else backstage uh, after this match, Sandy, in your notes? I think this might be where Alicia and Tanil talk. But no, just my... it. I have that
1: I have that way after. So well, I man, I'm just all over the place.
2: Okay. So you just all right. Whatever <laughs> and you And I got. did it in order. <laughs> all right, whatever you got whatever you got next, go ahead and start. It'll refresh me.
1: So I wanted to know down, so one of the, the, the flashback things from uh, TNA Impact was the greatest betrayal, and it shows Bully Ray betraying Hulk Hogan to become the TNA champ. Um, this was a long segment that they showed on the Twitch stream, and I kind of thought about it like, okay, so they've been showing a lot of AEW guys, and to kind of show like, hey, this is where they came from, but could this possible to be another kind of premonition is bully ray are we gonna be working with bully ray and ring of honor too and this try and, and turn it into like a tri of promotions working together. I just thought it was interesting. I was like, oh that kind of puts some thoughts into people's minds, you know, showing this Bully Ray clip. But hopefully it's not the other way where they bring Hulk Hogan and I'll be like, ah, oh, dang it. But I think he's just in WWE for life. Let's let's leave him there and <laughs> hidden well, away from people.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's worth um uh... It's worth not wanting to see Hulk Hogan anywhere. Um, yeah. But uh, Bully Ray um, presently is no longer with Ring of Honor, I believe. So I don't think he's oh, anywhere. Oh. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I'm I'm fairly certain earlier this year uh, he was let go. Um, yeah, April first, uh, 2020, he left Ring of Honor when his contract expired. So. Well. Yeah, so he is currently. Could he be coming back to impact?
1: Who no.
2: knows. Well, I hope not on that either, uh, personally. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens with old Blu-ray. Um, hopefully nothing. Know. And hopefully nothing with our our old friend, current enemy Terry Bolia because um, yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to use his k uh, fave name. He's he's just Terry around these parts. Yeah, let's.
1: Nah.
2: For those, let's for those, impact. for those, oh, <laughs> for those <impact>. listening. <laughs> Uh, We we do not worship the ground that Hulk Hogan walks on uh, in the Clearwater, uh, Tampa area, uh, because we all know him. Most of us have a story of him being an ass, and that's just it. He's just Terry terribleia, and he sucks. So, but back to impacts.
1: (laughs) And that's that on Hulk Hogan. Uh, We have another backstage segment. So this is interesting. Tommy Dreamer actually approaches Scott Demore in the back. He oh, yes. has mm-hmm. concerns about Kenny and Don Callis being here. He says, you know, Don is always doing things, just thinking about himself. He's He doesn't think about the locker room. They don't care about the locker room. They don't care about Impact's interest. And Scott wants, of course, nothing to do with it because it's great for business, having all these eyes on Impact from, thanks to Kenny and things to AEW. Um, one of the big things from this one was actually pretty funny. So, Scottemore tells Tommy's like even Lance Storm thinks this is a good idea and he's never happy about anything.
0: <laughs> I <am> laughed
1: so hard because
0: just a few awesome. minutes
1: earlier I saw the tweet from Lance. I do follow Lance on uh, Lance Storm on Twitter because I he's one of my favorites. So underrated. Lance had literally just tweeted um, about how he popped for the Tony Khan paid ad, and so so for them to bring that into this, which was it actually it's kind of interesting. When did they record this? Because he had just tweeted about it. Unless they talked about him tweeting it before.
2: Uh, I think he had talked about it previously, um, about the uh, the Kenny Omega stuff previously. Uh, but yeah, I oh, okay. I don't believe I don't believe they they. So I think they recorded the Kenny Omega segments after the mm-hmm. fact. So they brought Tommy back. They brought Rich Swang back for the you know the part at the end of the show. Um, but really, I mean, you look at how many people were actually involved. In the Kenny Omega recordings, it was Scott, Tommy, Rich, Josh Matthews, Don Callis, Kenny Omega, and then the random extra that they had uh, pretending to be a door guard. So that's that's only seven people that they had for filming those segments. I, I believe that was shot after the fact.
1: Um, okay. That would make sense, because I just blew my mind just now. I was like, wait a minute, this is tape, and Lance had just tweeted it, and my eyes just kind of went like cross-eyed <laughs> trying to figure out how they did it. <laughs>
2: But no, it, that was definitely, that was a really good joke. I, I thought it was funny because, you know, you know, Lance is, is known as a pretty serious, you know, stone-faced kind of guy. So I love uh, him. no, that was great. Awesome. 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 Really? Uh, segment with Scott DeMore and Tommy Dreamer.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting to see, like, I wonder why, you know, Tommy would, would think, Hey, hey what you know, this kind of throws a little, a, a little something into the, into the, the movement of things, you know, we have Tommy Jr. who's who's concerned. Why are you concerned? Yeah, Tom, our Don Callis is doing things selfishly, and of course, he's a heel now with Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's a heel. They're doing this for themselves, so it's kind of interesting to put that into the into the worst of the storyline that we have yet to see where it's gonna go, but are interested to see and find out. Absolutely. But anyways, we move forward, and we have Diana Porraso and Kimberly against Rosemary and Taya. So, this will be for the, the Women's Knockout Tag Team uh, Tournament, which we have been so amazing so far. We are very excited to see who the brand new champions will be at the beginning of next year. So, this was one of the ones I was looking forward to. Um, I had a feeling going up uh, prior to the match that Rosemary and Taya were going to move forward. You know, they've been established as a tag team for a little bit longer than Deanna and Kimberly have. And of mm-hmm. course, putting that pressure on uh, on Deanna to being the current women's champion, I was like, okay, no, this will be a good good for them to to exit. But this was a great a great match we had during the very beginning of the match. More towards the middle, they had about forty three thousand streams. I noted on here.
2: No, that's uh, awesome. But what did
1: you think about this match?
2: Yeah, no, I I mean, if you listen to the show, you know that like Taya's is one of my favorite female wrestlers. I oh, to me yeah. she can she can literally do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. I, I did want to point out that she had a uh, new uh ring gear uh intro uh, entrance uh, gear look and uh she actually cap she called it mountain dew realness is what she called it on Instagram. Uh I thought that was funny. So I just wanted to make sure to go back and and make sure that I captured that because it was a very bright green uh entrance gear uh Ooh. ring gear combination. Uh but no uh you know tie is great Um, I'm interested, you know, Rosemary is someone that's been around. She's, she's obviously uh, done a lot of work for impact. She's done a lot of the, you know, the undead stuff, the, you know, the demons and the underworld and all that stuff. Uh, but you know, she, I think she's a pretty underrated worker, uh, in the ring. Um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, if we do continue to see, and we'll talk about this obviously later, uh, where, if they decide, uh, you know, to do some, some crossover matches, uh, you know, Maybe she locks horns with a uh, another supernatural style character uh, over in AEW. Not that I'm asking for that match, um, but that's something that could happen, I, I suppose. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you noted, uh, you know, they they worked Deanna kind of having the distraction of Sue Young and and being the Knockouts champion in the back of her mind, kind of as a distraction. And then, uh, you know, of course, you know, Rosemary gets the pin on Kimberly uh, with that kind of wing clipper style, uh, uh, almost like a, it's kind of like a backpack stunner, but on the front, I don't know, what do you, I don't know what you call that, but I know like Angel Garza no calls it, I think idea. Angel Garza calls it the wing clipper, I think that might be what it's called, oh, that's right. but you know, something, mm-hmm. something along those lines, but either way, uh, really good match. Uh, I was glad to see that the women got a pretty good amount of time uh, here to work uh, despite kind of the busyness of the, of the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you, what did, what did you think here? Is this, you know, was this one of your uh, favorite first round matches here in the tournament?
1: I I loved it. Like, like you mentioned, I'm glad they had plenty of time to go what it didn't feel super rushed. You know, they had time to kind of put everything together. Yeah. They, uh, they got, got about a seven, seven minutes to the bell. Okay. Yeah. That's, well, uh, oh. Yeah, that's that's all right. <laughs> I always feels like it's longer for some reason. I don't know why that seven minutes sounds so short, but anyway, it was a great match. <laughs> Diana, she was teaching her submission skills. Um this is there was a really awesome spot where, you know, both teams are in the ring and um Kaya and Kimber, they were throwing hands uh, to each other after they ended up doing a couple of splits right next to each other. Mm -hmm. So even before getting up from the splits, they're still in this dang split, which, by the way, I cannot do. And they're just throwing hands at each other. And I was like, brother, get up. Like, my hips were hurting just watching that. (laughs) I thought the the visual itself was pretty cool. I don't think I've seen that before. Um, Deanna does catch Kimberly accidentally with a super kick, which is when we see the spear from uh, Rosemary taking her out. And so that protected her. You know, she got taken out. She didn't get the, the, right. the pin on her. And one thing I just didn't, I hated their double down in their match. You know, it was just from a couple of elbows between, um, I believe it was Taya and Kimberly. Yes. Who uh-huh. was in the double down. Right? Yeah. I hated that. It was just two elbows and they were just down. And it was like, all right. right, two elbows. For el- fans of the can- Social
2: Suplex Podcast Network, a, a double down is what we affectionately refer to as, of course, the James Boyd spot. Because James (laughs) James is absolutely not a fan of those spots, Uh, and I gotta be honest, (laughs) I'm typically not either. Sometimes it makes sense, uh, but this one seemed like it was kind of disjointed and out of time. Like the timing was off.
1: Yeah, it was off, and it was just weak. You know, we want to see something a little bit more devastating and impressive than. Than just two elbows at the same time. You know, I was one of the weaker double downs I've seen in a very long time. And I was like, oh, I do not like that. <laughs>
2: well, and they're both super kickers. So, I mean, it didn't make sense that oh, an elbow, yeah. you know, why not do it? Why not do a, a super kick James Boyd spot, you know, like one does?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. And they were just throwing elbows with each other before. And like, why, why are these two elbows different? You know, I don't know. I'm not a fan but the second half of the match did pick up and it had really cool spots here and, and the ending was perfect. I thought they, I thought it was fun. It was a fun watch.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right.
2: So we have then Rosemary and Ty Valkyrie move on to this, to the semifinals to face Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan. And then of course, on the other side, we have Havoc and Nevaeh taking on Jordan Grace and Jazz. So, a uh, couple of really good knockouts tag matches uh, coming our way. I think they may both be next Tuesday. I know at least one is. Um, and then, of course, we have the uh, the recrowning of the knockouts tag team champions at hard to kill um, Next up, we have the backstage segment, I think, between Alicia Edwards and Tenille Dashwood. Um, so Tenille has now decided to go kind of in, she's kind of into doing the tag team with Alicia um, and she's coming up with ideas she's coming up with marketing kid up with a Ks on board somehow and Alicia now wants nothing to do with this so it's kind of a, a funny role reversal but you know they are showing you know Alicia cares more about what's going on with Eddie more about the fact that you know Sammy Callahan keeps on trying to end his career. Um, And so she's got, uh, you know, a bit of a bone to pick with Sammy Callahan.
1: Yeah, which I think it's (laughs) – I'm so confused. Why wouldn't Alicia just say, hey, Tanil, I just have some things to work on? Because now – I think we mentioned this earlier, or maybe not. This was before we even got on the recording. Yeah, before we recorded. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That they're going to have a – we'll get to the preview on this, but it's going to be an intergender tag match between Tennille – and Caleb with a K and the Edwards. So, okay, why are we escalating it already all the way up to having a, a match about
2: this? <laughs> right. You know, that exactly. kind of took me
1: by surprise. I was like, "Whoa, that escalated! Like, what the hell?"
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say, well, you know, uh, you can't you can't scorn Tennille Dashwood and her, you know, 35 million Instagram followers or whatever it is, right? So, um, yeah, it was kind yeah, of a yeah. kind of kind of a weird escalation. Uh, but I thought it was a good spot. Uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but now we transition to Sammy Callahan in the ring, uh, cutting a promo.
1: No, wrong again,
2: Josh. Come on. <laughs> I th- listen, I said this week was crazy. You heard my introduction to this very podcast. I'm a little Aww. out of sorts. But that's what, Poor listen. Hi, Josh.
1: got I, you. I don't I got know, I I got don't know you. why I
2: keep trying to guess your notes. Um, but Sandy, please, <laughs> you know what, Sandy? Here's the wheel. I'm sitting in the back of the car. You drive. <laughs>
1: No, don't you dare. I get, I get, I guess, I don't know. I do want to mention so, TNA, another moment, the greatest promo. It is the infamous, most hilarious math promo from Scott Steiner Majors. 2008. I am so happy they played this because Logan and I were just laughing our asses off. I hadn't. It's been a while since I saw this video again, but the Steiner math. Oh my God! The fact that, like, the way he gets so out of breath towards the end, he's literally gasped from his promo. Right. It's just all the freaking math. Like, what are you talking about, bro? It is so funny. If
2: you've never so, seen Steiner math,
1: please YouTube right now
2: pause our podcast. Go to (laughs) youtube.com and type in Steiner math. I promise you you there'll be about 4 million videos of it and it's all the same, (laughs) but definitely just click on the first one you see and just enjoy. Uh, what is quite honestly, I I mean, it's up there. Like people talk about like the most infamous promos you got, you know, uh, Andre turning on Hulk Hogan, you have uh, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels, You have, I mean, just on and on and on, the pipe bomb uh, promo with CM Punk. And always, always mentioned, without a doubt, is Steiner Math. So please, if you've never listened to that, please go watch that video. It is well worth the three and a half, four minutes, whatever it is uh, that that it is. It it feels like 30 seconds because it is so much fun. Please go, like, we're putting this over more than we've ever put anything over on this podcast. Uh, but it is an all time promo segment. Please, Steiner Mouth, go watch oh, it.
1: So good. And you know what? I actually <laughs> thought maybe they were going to do the, the Jay Lethal Rick Flair woo face off. Woo off. Mm. The woo-off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was another really good one. If you haven't seen that one, I mean everyone that has is a to great see one. the woo off <laughs> And that was an impact. I don't know what year that was, but they could that could have been a greatest promo, one too.
2: <laughs> I'm sure it's all in right. it. I'm sure it's in that.
1: Right, top ten, top ten. So before we get to the Sammy Callahan thing, Josh, which you are getting way ahead of, we have (laughs) Diana. right after her match. She goes backstage and approaches Scott Demore. I thought this segment was freaking great, too. I love Scott Mm -hmm. Demore. So she goes off saying there is just way too much on her plate. You know, you have dead bitches running around, too young, and the tag team tournament, and she's the women's champion. And she's just kind of throwing all her grievances out of Scott DeMore, saying, This isn't fair. You know, I have too much on my plate. What are you doing? What am I doing here? So, Scott DeMore being hilarious and, and the genius that he says, Hey, you know what? You're absolutely right. But as we saw last week, you know, the Suyum problem is, is gone, uh, at least for the foreseeable future. And you just lost. You're out of the tag team tournament. So that frees up some time on your plate. So at final resolution, you will face off against Rosemary. And so he made it seem like, hey, yeah, no, actually you have a lot of time on your plate now since you just (laughs) lost your match. Congratulations, you (laughs) lost.
2: Here's your time back.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And he's like, so now you can only focus on your women's championship and you have a match. And of course that leads her like, wait, what? So I love the way he kind of spins that on everybody. Everyone always goes to him like with all the grievances and he's like, you're right, but then flips it so that they actually get the opposite of what they were asking for or complaining about. So I yep. think that's hilarious. Her face, she was just like, like <laughs> I wish you could see my face. She was just so like confused. Like, how did we get here? So, well, you know what, Sandy? So
2: uh, I will say this. They will be able to see your face because uh, right here uh, I will go in and I will clip this little segment and it will go on the official 8-Bit Suplex TikTok. That's right. If you listened last week, I do have the TikTok. I promise you I made the TikTok. (laughs) I've made the TikTok. She doesn't believe me. But go into your cellular device right now. If you go into uh, TikTok, you can go and see our profile at Apex Suplex. We have one follower, and it is a friend of the show, Dan Coffin. So, (laughs) which I chose to show. I don't go into this thing ever. I probably should. Um I probably should put a video on there at some point, but Dan does follow and I just followed him back with our official 8 bit suplex TikTok. It is there. You're and so now, now when we make funny faces or we drop something or whatever, it's going on the TikTok. So don't even worry about it.
1: You put it on Twitter. My God.
2: Hey, my listen, man. man. Kids kids these days they don't care about Twitter as much. They want the TikTok.
1: Oh my God. We're old, man. Yeah, Maybe I know. We're,
2: we're in our 30s. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> we're, no. we're, we're light years beyond what's cool. <laughs>
1: I sure don't have a TikTok.
2: Mm-mm. Uh, I had one. I don't know what the login is anymore, but I know what the login is for <laughs> the 8-Bit Suplex official TikTok. Go follow it at 8-Bit Suplex. Back to what you were saying about Impact Wrestling, Sandy. Sandy
1: Callahan, you got it.
2: i'm finally here i'm finally here uh yeah i thought this was a a really excellent promo actually from sammy uh i've I've said it time and time again i think he's an excellent talent he's great in the ring he cuts pretty good promos i absolutely hate the hacker gimmick um Mm -hmm. but i i think it's a pretty good pretty good promo here until of course it's interrupted by alicia edwards alicia you know talks some, him, uh, you know, he's, he stops her before she talks, says, hey, listen, last time you were in here, you almost caught an Eric Young pile driver. but I'm not Eric Young. I show no mercy. I'm going to break your freaking neck if you come in here. And I thought that was a little intense. And of <laughs> course, Alicia drops the bomb that, hey, you know what? Guess what, buddy? He I didn't come along. alone this time. I learned my lesson. I didn't come alone. Q, of course, Eddie Edwards attacking Sammy Callahan from behind, getting the jump on him, uh, taking his bat away, yada, yada. And, you know, Sammy eventually is able to escape out of the ring over the guardrail, and the Edwards get the drop, and, you know, it looks like uh, they're going to be teaming up, uh, as we mentioned on Saturday. And we'll see if uh, Alicia's, you know, closer to Eddie's side going forward. She doesn't really have a whole lot going on with the knockouts division. She's not really a player in the title picture she Mm-mm. got eliminated immediately from the tag team tournament, so we'll see you know what kind of if they want to keep Alicia on camera, which it, it does seem that they do, um, because you know she has been there a long time and, and she is a, a a solid worker for them. so uh, you know give her some airtime, time, especially she's been there all COVID long, so keep putting her out there, give her something to do. I, I think being with her husband is uh, more than more than a good enough use. Uh, but what do you think of this yeah. segment here, Sandy?
1: Oh, great. So exactly what you said. It's There's really no place. I don't want to say that. That sounds so mean that there's no place for her in the knockouts division. But you're absolutely right. She's not a contender for the title for either, you know, the tag or the main title. And there's no real other storylines that we're seeing here with the women. Um, yeah, this is the best. She, she's not bad on the mic. You know, she she shows up. She shows that intensity in her, in her emotions, in her facials. Um, and she can deliver an all right promo. So, yeah, this this could work. And this is, you know, something's entertainment. I do want you to know that we're close to 46,000 live streams at Twitch right now for this segment at this part of the episode. Um, but, yeah, that was that was it. We have uh, another TNA Greatest Moment. This time it's the Greatest Hardcore Moment featuring LAX, uh, which we know now from... Uh, the inner circle and yep, proud and powerful
2: Santana and her face.
1: Yes, proud and powerful. I should remember that. Uh, we have Penta and Phoenix, and this is their match at Rebellion 2019, which is one of the greatest freaking. Those two teams when they went at it in uh, Impact was so much fun.
2: Yeah, if you have time on your hands, uh, definitely go in- into Impact Plus um, and go back and watch every single match of theirs uh, that you can find. Um, they are, I mean, they're two of the best tag teams in the world. Um, and they definitely are two of the tag teams that are not afraid to take bumps and really nasty hits, um, all for our entertainment. And I am sports entertained every time I watch uh, either of those tag teams go at it. Um, and, and I think Ray Phoenix is probably uh, a top five in the world wrestler right now, period. Oh, um, yeah. so, you know, the, the fact that he, he continues to tag with his brother, Super cool. Not that Penta's, he's nothing, he's no slouch. Um, So they are, I mean, the Lucha Bros might be my favorite tag team, is what I'm getting at um, right now (laughs) in the world. So uh, we'll see kind of, uh, you know, if maybe they show back up on impact. You know, obviously they have history there. Um, So that would be pretty cool if they did um, as we kind of look forward with what's going to happen. We're not quite there yet. We're
0: almost there.
2: We have a main event. I think the main mm-hmm. event's next after that Sam McCallaghan promo. I don't think we see anything else, right?
1: Uh, <laughs> you're, you know, you're technically right. Uh, okay. We just see <laughs> technically, though. So they do, they do go backstage one more time where we see Eddie being all hyped and he has all this energy and what's it called? That adrenaline after yeah. uh, facing off Sammy. Um, but Alicia kind of calms down and says, now it's time to take care of my problems. Which right. question mark question marks, then we find out, of course that's going to be facing to and Kayla with a k, which this is the part that we're like, okay, that escalated. why why does she want to fight to now all to did was get hyped about them being a tag team, so right. that escalated, but so that was it. And now we do have the main event. go ahead and guys. we
2: have the main <laughs> event um, and this was uh, I think an awesome showcase of the some of the top talent that impact has it's uh, a main event that they put out there knowing that there'd be extra eyes out there to see, uh, Kenny Omega right after this. Um, it's four black men, um, which is, uh, not typical awesome. of a lot of a lot of the wrestling, you know, promotions that we see around here. I do want to call that out. Uh, that is an awesome moment. Um, it, it is something that it shouldn't have to be called out because it just, it just hasn't happened. Right. So, um, yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome job out of those four guys. They worked their asses off. Hell of a match. And um, we mentioned earlier at the top of the show, Chris Bay and Moose. Uh, it was a kind of tumultuous tag team uh, situation. Uh, every time uh, Moose tagged Chris Bay in, he'd chop him uh, to tag him mm-hmm. in. And you know, I think uh, Josh Matthews in commentary, or no, Mattson Rain on commentary, is like, listen, if my tag team partner kept on chopping me in the chest to, to tag in, I'd just leave. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, what are the funnier hey, moments that's, from, from Madison there? I mean, yeah, I mean, I've not taken too many chops in my life. I'm sure you've taken a few more than I have, Sandy. Uh, I don't know that I would be uh, tagging in and out that way or agree to, especially with no. a man the size of Moose uh, delivering the Hell chops. No.
1: Oh, uh-uh.
2: <laughs> so, but yeah, no, excellent no. match. Uh, all these guys hit their spots, showed great athleticism all around. Uh, and then ultimately, uh, Chris Fay and Moose get the win leading into final resolution for Chris Bay's title shot against Rich Swann.
1: So, yeah, so this match, so I wanted to say I got blown up just watching the little bit of the shine sequence in the very beginning. We had Chris Bay and Rich Swan doing so flippy dippy shit in the very beginning and their chain wrestling, getting in and out of things. And holy shit, it was beautiful and perfect it was awesome. but i it was, was awesome. watching it but i was literally like ah, i'm out of breath just watching these." <laughs> like take it home <laughs> and that was just the very beginning so that was really funny um we see some uh, i quote i very sarcastically say tag team offense by moves where he throws poor bane to willie mac um right. from, he like, yeah, he, yeah
2: he kind of power bombs him <laughs>
1: It was ridiculous. It was like a head scissor from Rich Wan to Bay, which sent him off to Moose's body in the center of the ring, too. That was really cool. Um, It was amazing action, except for uh, Moose at this very exact moment until he comes in to deliver the crazy elbows again to to Willie Mack. He just wants to annihilate this poor man. He's just going in there, and the Reb is saying, stop, stop, and he just won't get off for Willie Mack. So... Swan came in with a save, and like you mentioned, Bay picks up the win heading into Final Resolution this Saturday night. At this point, the stream reaches 50,000 viewers uh, watching live on Twitch. And before we get to the main event, which, as you all know, is Kenny Omega with Don Callis being interviewed by Josh Matthews, uh, we do see finally what I was waiting for, which was – oh, actually, no, this was before. Dang, this was during the match. TNA Greatest Knockouts Moments, which feature Gail Kim and Awesome Kong uh, mm. at Final Resolution. I was waiting for it. like, when are they going to show my girl, Gail Kim? Because she, as everyone knows, is one, if not the, no, she has to be deep. The Greatest Knockout in Impact history. she That division is hers. And the, and the feud that she had with Awesome Kong was one of my favorites. I wasn't I wasn't a person that was watching Impact religiously back then, but I made sure to watch Gail Kim and Awesome sure. Kong, because that, that, that was my favorite, one of my favorite views. And then at the end, we do see the TNA Greatest Returns, which was thing at Final Resolution as well. So, lots of things being hinted at here, you know. We did see Awesome Kong and AW, thing now back in AEW. Lots of those videos and then memories from, hey, they were all they all came through impact. So that, that was a very smart thing to do for the viewers on Twitter.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we do see uh, Rich Swann uh, oh, poor Rich. trying to leave the building. He gets stopped at the door uh, by uh, what could only be described as my ugly cousin. Um, <laughs> tells him, listen, uh, your name's not on the list. You can't go out there. He's like, dude, it's the parking lot. What are you talking about? Goes, yeah, mm-hmm. no, the champion has that all blocked off. He says, dude, I'm the champion. He goes, No, man. Kenny Omega's out there. The AEW champion. Like, kinda like, haven't you ever heard of him? What are you, an idiot? Like uh.
0: <laughs> and then
2: he's just kinda standing there. And then Josh Matthews walks by. Uh yeah, uh, Josh Matthews. Oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you know, it's just like what what a nerdy moment for Josh Matthews to uh to kind of walk through there um at that point. Um and then uh you know, of course, Rich Rans left hanging and uh, we go to the uh, tour bus. Uh, before we get to that, uh, I do want to just pause uh, very quickly for a brief, uh, what do they used to say on the radio? Uh, station identification. So we're just going to pause real quick for that. Okay, and we're back uh, from the station identification. Uh, hopefully whatever ad that's in there. I don't know. We, we have automatic ads. I have to give a mid-roll. So that's why we pause for station identification. I hope uh, whatever ad that is, you buy lots of it and use whatever code they say to use. Um, But uh, so, yeah, definitely we get to a very exciting moment in wrestling history where we're kind of seeing at least what we hoped we were seeing is the kind of rebirth of almost the territories where you could see guys from other companies showing up on other companies. Um, You and I are too young to remember the territory days. They happened before we were born. Um, But as I understand it, um, you could see Ric Flair show up with the NWA title at any given promotion for a weekend. He'd go and have, you know, two or three title matches. He might lose it while he's there, but he'll win it back before he gets back on the road and heads to the next thing, right? So we could see programs like this in this modern era start to kind of develop that way. Um, but before we get too far in, into projections here, um, I do want to talk about the actual interview itself uh, because it of course, as most wrestling interviews, it eventually just turns into a full-on promo. Um, there's been a lot of criticism of Kenny Omega's ability to give promos in the past that is kind of his one weakness, right? No weaknesses in the ring. best bout machine. guy can go out there 45 minutes hour long, have you know seven star Kenny, right? Uh, and done. then the the, the one thing that everyone's always said, he's not really that good of a promo. He kind of does these goofy, you know, kind of stylized promos. And I think that that is a fair criticism. Um, but let me say that should be a criticism no more, um, because the the promo that he and Don Callis cut is absolutely incredible. I love every second of it. It never felt like there was a pause. There was it was just constant beats. Just boom, 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 boom. Um, and and it was absolutely awesome. Before we get into details, Sandy, what did you think overall about the promo?
1: It was so I actually thought that Don Callis was was talking a little too much um in the very beginning. But when Kenny was actually delivering his his lines, it felt very natural. Um, I have never really thought that he was, you know, the worst promo. He's not – he has a way that he talks, but I feel like that's just him. It's not him trying to be anything different or special. It's just the way he talks, you know. Sometimes, you know, that's what people sound like, but
2: <laughs> – Right, he's still – end of the the He's a nerdy kid from, from Winnipeg, <laughs> right? I mean, at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, and maybe he's not an actor, you know, because I feel like a lot of the, the, the whole promo thing, you have to get into being someone – else and right now we're seeing that Keel kenny omega character come back and it's been a while for him the cleaner i thought was so amazing in new japan but god you know i thought he was i thought he was great here It, it they 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 made their point across they they had the story that they were trying to tell you had don callus who is a great great speaker he's a great promo of course we have heard him on commentary i absolutely loved him Loved him when um, he was doing Killing the Town, the Killing the Town podcast with Lance Storm. That was my favorite podcast to listen to back then. I could hear the man talk all the time. But for this particular moment, we were just so excited to hear from Kenny Omega that I feel like Don Tyler kind of took over that a little too much in the beginning. But he was telling the story of, hey, how do we get to this point? Which he did, you know. He said... He said um, he didn't come back to the business just to be in a podcast. He didn't come in just to be a caller commentary in New Japan. He did it to make history today with Kenny Omega. And it was all a part of the plan. And also, it was all part of the plan for how Kenny was kind of came all the way up to AEW and become the champion. Um, and we do get into, you know, why are they here? That's what we all wanted to know. What's going on?
2: <laughs> right.
1: They just said, well, because they can. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, basically, essentially. And, and, and Kenny relates what he wants to do to collecting comic books. Okay, you know, he's like, uh, I got my, my Superman number one, right? That's the AEW title. And I got, I think he would say uh, Captain America number one or something like that. And that's the AAA title, uh, which of course he is defending. Uh, we're recording this on Friday night, Saturday night, so tomorrow night. Uh, he'll be defending that against Laredo Kid. Um, which I think everyone assumed was going to be a spot where Kenny was going to drop the belt back that does not feel likely now. Um, But then he said, you know, hey, I'd love to add a Spider-Man number one to my collection. And maybe that's the Impact Championship. Uh, But but at the end of the day, I want to be a collector. And so it sounds like he is pushing himself to be the collector, the big You know, I'm going to go into every territory and take their title from them, Um, which is an interesting uh, thought. I mean, I I don't think anybody's thought of that being possible in years, um, period. I mean, it just didn't happen. Uh, Not since Ultimo Dragon had, I think, nine titles, right? So, we'll kind of, you know, we'll see where this goes um as far as that collection aspect of it uh, but like you said they they hit their points they uh, i think it was probably about like 10 or 11 minutes long uh, maybe a little longer mm-hmm. on, on the uh the promo a lot of information they said hey look we're gonna be on dynamite tomorrow we got more news we got more things to share uh with you that turned out to be kind of not true it was kind of the exact Not same promo. At
0: all.
2: It was kind of the exact same promo that they cut on Impact. Um, and by exact same I do mean exact same promo. Um, most most of the words were the same. Um, but the thing that they were really trying to put over was that they you know some people have you know matches, some people make money uh, but Kenny Omega and Don Callis they make history. And making history once is nearly impossible, but nobody makes history twice like Kenny Omega and Don Callis just did. Uh, they took credit for AEW's existence because uh, they used a quote from Tony Khan saying that had Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega not had the match at the Tokyo Dome, uh, that he would never have tried to make AEW. Um, you know, So basically, Kenny, Kenny for the first time is publicly acknowledging the things that people have said about him and kind of using this as a chance for his character to boast while also talking about the things that he actually did accomplish i mean Mm -hmm. he's a guy that that has been pretty humble at least in the public eye um about what he's accomplished in the wrestling business and so it's kind of nice to see his heel character be like i'm going to tell you every single thing that i did um and you're going to hear about it and and you know he's it feels like he's going to go out there now and, and and kind of uh be the the world beater that he was always destined to be, you know, the the cleaner, the collector, the you know, whatever you want to call him, the the real world champion or something along those lines and and being managed by Don Callis all the way.
1: Yeah, well we'll hopefully see that and you know, like I mentioned for the very beginning of this of this podcast, I was thinking, hey, you know, the biggest draw and the biggest interest here is how the two companies can can interact with one another, not just with Kenny Omega, but also with the rest of the talent. And unfortunately we haven't received the answer, not from the impact episode and not from the AEW dynamite episode. Unfortunately, Um, they did the same exact promo. They're pretty much telling us in a, in a very wrestling promo type of way that, Hey, this is a story as to why Kenny Omega and Don Callis are doing this. They didn't tell us, what that means for the companies as AEW and Impact, what does what does means for them in the? Because you know we're in a, we're in a smart age of wrestling fans. You know we're just not going to believe that it's you know the story here. We want to know the the logistics of it. Is AEW buying Impact? Is there a, if not, then how are they working together? How is it going to work for their talent? How is it going to go for their titles? Is only the AEW Men's World Championship going to be defended at uh, Impact Pay-Per-View? Or is it going to be all of the titles? Can Impact titles be defended at AEW Dynamite? You know, there's so many unanswered questions. And I got I got annoyed after watching Dynamite because they said before they cut off the stream on Impact that they were 24 hours away from a big announcement on AEW <laughs> and they gave us nothing. Nothing,
0: yeah.
2: But you know what? Uh, smart business out of them <laughs> because it, it it works a little bit of heat for them, but it also got people to tune into Dynamite the next night. Make sure you come in for Dynamite the next night. It was some old school. Straight up, you know, I territory, carney level uh, finessing. Uh, we got finessed, any. I mean, there's there, there's no way, you know, we got finessed. Man. We got worse. Wait. Any way you want to say it, we got it. Um,
1: man. But,
2: <laughs> but you know, That's I'm okay. I'm so
1: salty about it, if you can tell. That's I'm okay. like over here looking that's at okay. things in the distance like, <laughs> man.
2: <laughs> so, of course, that led to everyone on the internet being like, well, see, that, I guess that's over now. I mean, we're not going to see Kenny on impact anymore. Um, and then, out of the blue, we find out Kenny's going to be on Impact again next week. And then, there's some reporting from Dave Meltzer that comes out that not only is Kenny going to be on Impact Tuesday, but he's also going to be a part of Impact pay-per-views. the, the used the pluralization of that. So, at least some Impact pay-per-view shows is the phrasing that Meltzer used. So listen uh, some some take Dave uh at his word some you know are scrutinizing Dave every chance they get Dave is really connected in with Tony Khan um in AEW so I I trust when 100% what he's reporting around AEW because they're not going to feed him false stuff they're not going to feed him you know anything like that right um so we'll have to see kind of what that looks like but with that being possible if it's is it just kenny omega that's great still but we wanted to talk about well what if it's everyone what if aew and impact start mixing it up some and because we've seen aew obviously mix it up a little bit with nwa uh specifically with their women's division like for example, the NWA title is currently held by Serena Deep, who is contracted at AEW. Thunder um, Rosa obviously has worked several matches, still involved in storyline there. Um, Allison K came in and worked a match. She's an NWA talent as well, so we'll see kind of how that continues to develop there. Impact has relationships with ROH um, and New Japan, and you know different things there, obviously. TJP and Chris Bay are headed over to the Super Jacob, so they might not be involved in any of the Kenny stuff, at least not right away. So I guess my, my thing is, Sandy, like what's a couple of matches that, and they don't even necessarily have to be title matches, um, but let's say like what's, what's a Kenny Omega match that you want to see between him and someone on the Impact roster? And then what's uh, like maybe, let's say like two or three other matches that you want to see when you talk about combining those those rosters.
1: Yeah man. You know, right off the bat I'm thinking Ken Shamrock and Kenny Omega can go. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have seen Josh's <laughs> face. Yeah that's oh my god
2: that's going on the TikTok. Did I get cause
1: you? <laughs> that's
2: uh oh my god
1: I just gave Josh an aneurysm, you guys.
2: <laughs> I'm in so much pain right now. I'm so but... sorry. Oh.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. All right. Oh. All right. We're through with Can that. I make okay. you cry? <laughs> no tears. No tears. Just pain.
1: Could you imagine? <laughs> Hold on. Just imagine that for a second. <laughs> I mean, I hey, listen, if, if,
2: if, if we're talking about Ken Shamrock, the only person close to his age in AEW right now is uh, Sting. Might as well throw that out there.
1: Holy shit. Yeah, right? Could you <laughs> wait, have they gone before?
2: Uh, yeah. they may have it. They may have a TNA back in the day. I, okay. I'd have to look.
1: So one of the ones I'd be stoked to see, of course we had the one, the little tease, that it could be maybe champion which is champion Rich Swan and Kenny Omega. That'd be a hell of a match that we I don't think we've seen before. But to me, actually, what about Kenny Omega and Brian Myers? What do you think yeah, of that one?
2: That would be fun. I, I think – I don't know that Brian is able to go at the same – at the speed and endurance level oh that God. Kenny would be going at. I, I just, absolutely can. Well, maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know that we'll get to see that one, but that's one that's fun to think about. Um, that would be fun. It
0: would be. It would be. For me – You throw me one.
2: I, I would personally because I'm, I'm thinking about okay, who's someone that spent a lot of time at at impact and and was really earned the ability to challenge Kenny Omega to get those extra eyeballs right and I don't want it to be it, it's not an Eric Young, right I don't want an old an older older guy um, to do it. I don't want, I don't want it to be someone that's not in the title picture, ever at Impact, because that doesn't really, you know, to me that doesn't kind of go along with what that weight of that match would carry. But for me, like I would love to see, because this guy also worked in Japan uh, at NOAA, um, going through their system is Eddie Edwards. I, I think Eddie Edwards could work a pretty good uh, match with Kenny Omega. Um, and then yeah, I mean, there's the obvious choices of you know Rich Swan, Chris Bay. Um, I'm sure TJP would have a very good match with Kenny Omega. Also, I know I just rattled off four of them. Um, but if I had to choose just one, um, I'd say hey, listen, put the put the Impact belt on on Eddie Edwards and have him wrestle uh, Kenny Omega at Hard to Kill. I think that'd be a really fun uh, main event there.
1: That'd be a great match, absolutely. But we're we're both so cold on Eddie Edwards, though, so that's why I didn't put it on there. But he is a – he's also another great freaking worker, and, I mean, everything he does is so solid. But, like, him – the actual Eddie Edwards is, like, ah, so cold on him. So that's why I didn't put him there.
2: No, I mean, but they could heat him back up, no problem. You know, because you could work the whole, like, man, I've been here. I've never left here. Like I'm the T I'm, I'm Mr. TNA impact. Let me go after this guy. Let me, let me defend the house kind of thing. Right. So, and that's kind of the way it's a similar story, I guess, to how he worked at Eric Young, but you know, I still think it would be fun.
1: What about Moose and Cody Rhodes?
2: I wasn't going to spend any time fantasy booking Cody Rhodes uh, tonight. (laughs) Um, <laughs> um oh, no, God. um you know, I, I think uh you know, that's definitely a match that Cody bleeds in um immediately almost. Um but yeah. <laughs> Moose no, and I think Wardlow. Moose and Wardlow, if you if you go for the, the big men slapping meat uh angle, Moose, Moose and Wardlow would be incredible. Uh, I would yeah. pay I would pay the fifty dollar pay per view just for that match. I mean, seriously. Those those two guys would give you Ten of the best minutes that you'd ever see, uh, I think on a wrestling pay per view. That would be absolutely incredible.
1: Hell yeah.
2: So, oh, so good. That's a great suggestion. Um I'm I'm looking like uh I'd love to see um like Nyla Rose and Jordan Grace. I think that'd be a really good match.
1: Yeah.
2: Um if you want to go with the powerhouse match there.
1: Powerhouse woman, hell yeah. You know, we you know. have seen Nyla Rose. She's very destructive. She's so, she has so much more mass to her compared to the other um, roster, women's roster in AEW. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so having someone, you know, big like her, like yeah. Jordan Grace. that yeah, Some big mama swole
2: out there. Absolutely. Yes.
1: I mean, hey, and Jordan, Jordan Grace didn't roll with Steiner for
2: nothing, right? I mean, she's got those guns.
1: Hell yeah. Oh, my gosh, she does. What about Rohit Raju, my uh-huh. man, against, oh, shit, I just had it. Where'd it go? Oh, man. Who'd I have it? Oh, Ricky Starks. My thing closed.
2: Okay. Couple, couple of, uh, talkers, oh shit, no, a couple of smooth talkers. A tag team. Hold on.
1: Ricky Starks and Rohit Raju, tag team, against, shit, my mind's uh, going crazy.
2: Tagging together. Okay.
1: That'd be interesting. That would never happen, but I just saw no, them like, work together really well. <laughs> but they have a good match. Two heels facing off. You can make that work somehow. Probably. What else you got?
2: Sure. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I mean... It's, it's, it's easy to book the North versus anyone in that tag team, uh, oh division at AEW. I mean, the North, the, the North, North the Young versus, Bucks. well, so I would rather see another Young Bucks Motor City Machine Guns match, but that's obviously happened oh, uh, yeah. before. So yeah, North and, and, and Young Bucks would be great. A lot of people are clamoring for the North versus FTR, um, which would probably ooh, be pretty ooh. good. I'm not the biggest FTR guy. Um, but I, I. Actually, I really enjoyed their match on Dynamite this week against the uh, whatever the blondes, whatever they call Brian Pillman and, and Griff Garrison. Um, I thought that was one. sure, yeah, I, I assume that's correct, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I thought it was a really good match. Uh, but yeah, I mean, um, there's, there's so much potential um, for tag team matchups that would be awesome, obviously. Uh, I mean, you have the Good Brothers. They could go up against the Young Bucks, just, you know, all Bullet Club, uh, you know, stuff going on there. Um, I At some point, they have to have Kenny Omega and Carl Anderson on screen together um, for a Bullet Club-style reunion. I think it's just going to happen. It's not going to be a match, God forbid. Um, not anything against Carl Anderson, but that's not the match that I want to see. Um, so, you know, we'll... Um, we'll see uh, i think there's a really good chance um that we see the young bucks get involved uh that we see Brian Cage get involved in a match he just came from impact also so there's there's all these guys that are former impact guys at AEW um that they could go back and have matches but now like i'm trying to rack my brain like who are guys that didn't work at impact that are in AEW that can now work that impact roster. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'd, I'd love to see Will Hobbs and Willie Mack. I mean, that'd be a, a hell of a match. A couple of really athletic big boys. I mean, that's just, you know, oh, yeah. to me, that's that seems great. Um, I'd love to see... Uh, man, right, you got another one you can throw out there?
1: I'm thinking, I'm thinking... Man, I want to see Ricky Starks against everyone. (laughs) I love that man. If we were talking (laughs) about, if we were covering AEW Dynamite instead of Impact, um, my man would be Ricky Starks because he has it all. Holy shit. Every time I I watch this man and I'm just seeing his pictures on Instagram, I'm like, you are money. How did WWE not pick you up? It is crazy.
2: Well, he's a little on the small side. And and that's kind of always been a sticking point with WWE for a large amount of people. And I think Mm -hmm. you're a little bit higher, um, a lot a bit higher on Ricky Starks than I am. I don't think there's anything wrong with Ricky Starks. He's just not my favorite. And that's okay. It's okay.
1: How dare you, Um, Josh?
2: But I would love to see, um, especially fresh off of their Dynamite match uh, against the Young Bucks, I would love to see TH2 against the Motor City Machine Guns. I think that would be awesome.
1: Oh, yes. I mean, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, anyone against the Motor City Machine Guns. But, yeah, they have some good tag teams. Or even the new the new kids that they've signed up on, on AEW. You yeah, know, they the have acclaimed.
2: Party,
1: what's it called? Party? Oh, Private Party, sure. Private Party. Okay, have, have the name, got it. You no, know, against <laughs> Private Party. You know, they. I don't think they've ever gotten to work someone like the Motor City Machine Guns. And that's a what? perfect tag team to be like, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're veterans. They're here to... To help this new guys grow. Oh my gosh, that'd be an awesome addition to um, to that whole roster for the tag team division, so they can go with anyone. Um, but of course, they're also a great. They're, they're great wherever they go. Um, yeah, Motor City Machine is just fantastic. Gosh, who else?
2: I mean, you could throw uh, Butcher and the Blade against Ace Austin and Madman uh, Fulton.
1: You know what I was thinking? I was just seeing where have they been?
2: Um so Ace Austin wrestled this week against Cody Deaner on Explosion which is kind of like their version of Dark. Um but they I mean their their storyline's not they're not involved in anything right now. So um you know it is what it is. I was
1: like what yeah. what is
2: it? <laughs> like Impact doesn't have the deepest roster but they only they also only have 2 hours a week. So you know if you're not actively involved in a storyline you're not getting tossed out there unless you're someone they are going to use as a squash. And they obviously don't want to put Ace Austin in that role. Um, Man Man Fulton, they might be more willing to do, but they are not going to be using Ace Austin uh, frequently in squash roles. I mean, he's only 23, and they want to keep him around for a while. God,
1: I can't believe he's so young. I'm so jealous.
2: (laughs) Right? Do you remember being 23? I barely do.
1: I hated 23. I feel like 23 was such a sad year for me. You know, like, all the little, like, pop-punk pop, pop punk songs about, like, being 23. Like, Blink-182 well, had sure. one. Well, it's I mean, like, What's My Age Again, World specifically.
2: Yeah. I mean, nobody likes you when you're yeah. 23. Uh, but I am living proof that that is not Peace true up. because uh, I was 23 when I got married. So...
1: Aw. Well, yeah, that's nice. Sometimes
2: <laughs> it works out. Sometimes it works out. <laughs> being 23. Uh, I, but it feels. it feels... I I don't remember much else of being twenty three other than you know that was the the year of engagement and then leading up of course you know the stress of of being you know the wedding and all of that stuff, uh, but obviously everything's great now, everything's good, um, but yeah you know you know I hey you know it'd be great uh you know you could even throw uh, Dustin Rhodes and Tommy Dreamer at each other if you want to do a an old man match.
1: Ooh, I kind of want to see that.
2: And then uh, the last one I'll throw out, uh, just in the interest of time, is Page versus Page. The hangman Adam Page versus all-ego Ethan Page. Um, God damn, that's a good
1: one.
2: But if Ethan Page, of course, there's there's rumors about his contract expiring, uh, we may naturally see Adam Page versus Ethan Page uh, as an AEW rostered match anyways. Uh, but for the purposes of this, he's still signed at Impact, so he's part of my fantasy booking. And I don't care what anyone has to say about that.
1: <laughs> that would be a fantastic one. You know, um, we, we talked about this before recording you There's the rumors that he's not signing with Impact. His contract expires at the end of this year, which there's only a few weeks left. We do see Josh Alexander. Apparently his contract's not over or up until like nine months from now. So maybe that's where we're seeing that kind of a, a little bit of a turmoil between the team, between the North. Who knows if they'll split? Who knows what's going to happen? That's going to be something interesting to keep an eye out for and uh, eventually seeing where Ethan Page ends up if he maybe goes to the Big E, NXT, or, you know, AEW. Who knows? I think he'd be I, a great fit in AEW. Holy shit. He can go I anywhere. I think he would be He's really like a good great in great
2: AEW. I, I really would like to see him in AEW more than I would like to see him in, in WWE, NXT, and, and that's... Just strictly Agreed. because I, I think he'd, he is someone that, uh, with control of his own creative, uh, would be someone He'll that far. you want to watch week after week after week uh, on AEW. And then, you know, he'd, he'd be a guy you'd see on Dark at, at minimum every week, I think, to, at least to start. So, um, you know, free, three hours of free wrestling on YouTube every Tuesday, um, if you're, when you're not watching Impact, Go watch AEW Dark. Uh, there's a lot of, they're showcasing a lot of talent um, that is not even signed. Um, so definitely make sure you, get, you support uh, those guys on YouTube as well. Moving quickly now uh, to our, our kind of final portion of this week's episode of the 8-Bit Suplex. We are going to do a, a quick rundown here of the final resolution card. Um, it is about seven or eight matches. Um, so it's a pretty pretty big card. We'll start here with what looks like is probably going to be your kickoff show uh, match, which uh, will be Havoc and Nevea taking on the Sea Stars, who, of course, we talked about a couple weeks ago when they uh, debuted in the Knockouts Tag Team Tournament. I don't think they are signs to impact. Um, but nonetheless, they are back working again. I guess they made enough of an impression on Scott, Demore and Don Callis to come back and work at least another match. And, uh, you know, obviously it feels like it's a match that's going to be kind of fodder for havoc and the as they get ready for Jordan, Grayson jazz. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go Havoc and Nevaeh here, but I'm interested to see what the C-Stars bring again. I, I thought their first match in Impact was very good, um, and I'd like to see them get another good match under their belts here.
1: Agreed, 100%. Could you imagine the upset if they, if they won, though? I always want to see that, like something you oh, sure, think you are for sure. sure know who's going to win because it's the contracted talent versus the non-contracted talent, and it's like, what if they just say swerve? Like, that would be amazing because I love those girls. I think the Sea Stars are, are so great. I really do hope they have a great match on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit taller task to have a better match here um, because they are working Havoc and Nevaeh, who can sometimes, you know, they, they need someone to carry them a couple, sometimes here and there. Um, but really, yeah. um, you know, should be a good match. This next match, it's. It, it is comedy match, um, uh, through and through, and it's not. This is not going to lead off the card, um, certainly. So I don't know what order they're going to be having these matches. Um, I'm just going from bottom to top, uh, on on the Impact Preview uh, site. Um, but we have Hernandez taking on Falaba. Perhaps this is the mm-hmm. culmination of the um, money, a lot of money. The lot of money. Which we of course know is held presently by Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steels. So of course they are also involved in this match. We have special referee Kira Hogan and for some reason a special ring announcer in Tasha Steeles. <laughs> I don't know why this match is happening. I don't know why there's special referee and special ring announcer. I but I know How did we I'm get going here? i pay <laughs> hey, listen. This is this is you know months of talking about Hernandez's arm wrestling money. Yes,
1: um, since we and, started this podcast.
2: You know it it's <laughs> it will be a sad day when that storyline ends. Maybe this is it, <laughs> which might I be
1: Saturday.
2: <laughs> no, it's not going to be. I just I just know it's not. It's just, it's just definitely it's going to keep going uh, because uh, I I don't I don't see how someone winning this match is going to end that. Because Hogan and Steele still have the money unless Hernandez figures it out. Maybe he chases them and Volleyball wins with a countout. I think that's what I'm going to say. Volleyball wins because Hernandez chases Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele. Although if Kira Hogan goes, then, I mean, she can't do the counting. I don't know. It's going to be messy, dude. I, that's all I know.
1: Yeah. It was, how, like I said, how do we get here? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but we'll see. Hopefully it's, it's uh, nice and short. Um, <laughs> compared to the rest of the card.
2: Yeah, I, do, I don't see this one more. A than, than, yeah, this is like three and a half, four minutes. For minute like three stops. minutes. Yeah.
1: Yep. Exactly. So.
2: so yeah. I, next.
1: I predicted is pretty good.
2: Yeah, right? I mean, it's got to be something, something stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> to, without, without a better, yeah, you know, word to use. Next, we have <clears throat> the defeat Rohit challenge. Of course, there's not a named opponent. We saw TJP say, "Hey, man, good luck on your final defeat, Roheat, or final resolution defeat, Roheat challenge." We know it's anyone but TJP, or as Scott Demore says anyone not named TJP. So that is why. TJP is going to be in this Defeat Rohit challenge. I, uh, say, I say that not only does he come into the challenge, um, but I'm going to say he walks away as the X-Division champion. Rohit drops the belt tomorrow, or today, if you're listening boo. to this on Saturday. That is my bold prediction, Sandy. My
1: name I, I know good. what you're going to
2: say. Bad. I already knew what you were going to say. It doesn't matter yeah. who who faces no. him. You think Raheat's going to hook and crook his way out of it.
1: <laughs> he he better or I'm going to be pissed. We're going you're going to hear the next recording next week you guys and I'm going to be pissed <laughs> the entire time if my man Rohit Raju does not retain. He has been the most entertaining thing in this show for me and my favorite wrestler right now on Impact and man it's for the God. TJP's want to take it, it to mm. <laughs> Make him fit that well, Josh Listen, uh,
2: you know the the positive thing is is that TJP uh, doesn't think he can get very far uh, because you know the earth is flat or something. I don't know. Um, oh. <laughs> not to bring that up. Um, anyways,
1: Josh, not upset. Yeah,
2: I know. He really—he's
1: one of those.
2: I think he's dabbled. Uh, there's uh, a couple of there's a few uh, there's a few professional wrestlers uh, that despite uh quite literally working around the globe, uh our flat earth conspiracy guys. Um but we that's this we gotta wrap this up so we're not gonna get into that now. <laughs>
1: I will but, go on a tangent right now.
2: Yes. Uh we we'll save that for the science podcast. Um <laughs> so, <laughs> moving right along uh we have Eric Young accompanied to the ring uh by Joe Doring taking on Rhino. Uh it feels too easy to say this, but Eric Young is taking the win here.
1: I say Rhino gets one over.
2: Okay. Do you think he wins straight, or do you think he wins by DQ? Because it could be Joe Doring uh, deciding to just tee off on him. Yeah, by DQ. By DQ. That's probably a safe pick. I, I might have actually talked myself into that. Um, but i'm gonna for the purposes of you know our official win loss record on picks, which I'm sure everyone at home is keeping tallies of because I know for shit we are not um i'm gonna i'm gonna say Eric Young gets the win I'm just gonna stick with it pile he's gonna give rhino a pile driver, which is scary to think about a man of Rhino's size being oh, no uh, giving a pile driver um but he's gonna do it it's just the way it goes. that's the business brother um next up we have. Because, of course, uh, my best friend and yours, Tommy Dreamer, is in a match on a Mm -hmm. pay-per-view. It has to be old school rules. That apparently is the only way that Tommy Dreamer will appear on (laughs) pay-per-view. What is old school rules? It's a hardcore match. It's a no-DQ match. It's whatever you want to call it. Match. It's anything goes. And so Tommy Dreamer is, of course, taking on Larry D. If Tommy Dreamer wins, Larry D. goes downtown with Tommy Dreamer to get booked by the police for the attempted murder of Johnny Bravo. But if Larry D. wins, he walks away a free man. What are you thinking here, Sandy?
1: Oh, my God. Well, if he, either way, we got to see what, because Larry D. has been saying that, hey, he was set up. Maybe there's going to be some shenanigans where the person that set him up is going to come out and some, some shit's going to happen. I have no idea. I think, no, no, Larry D has to win, right?
2: It's a tough one because Maybe. you don't know where they want to yeah. take the story. You don't know if they want to wrap it. You don't know if they want to keep pushing it through to Hard to Kill. Um, mm. I'm thinking they're going to keep the story going. And in my mind, the best way to keep the story going is if he gets taken downtown and he rats out whoever set him up. And that sets up whatever the match at Hard to Kill will be between Tommy Dreamer and whoever set up Larry D. That's my thought. So because of that, against better judgment, because you know there's, there's three things uh, guaranteed in this life, Sandy, and that's death taxes, Tommy Dreamer loses on pay-per-view. Um, I'm going to... <laughs> choose tommy dreamer to win on pay-per-view because i can't see the story going further any other way
1: yeah. that's true exactly so that's exactly what i was thinking i was like tommy dreamer can't win a pay-per-view in in 2020 but then it's like okay if he does or if he doesn't then the story lines over who knows We'll see. I really do think they're going to keep the, the story going, because they're just saying, hey, I was set up, I was set up, I was set up, it wasn't me, and we haven't really heard anything else about that. He hasn't really kind of given us more hints as to see who it could have been, why it could have been. So, we shall see. I don't know.
2: Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. But, this one, I think, is the one we're all waiting for, which is, of course, the intergender tag match between Daniel Dashwood and Caleb <laughs> with a K, Versus Eddie and Alicia Edwards. Now, in a, in, a, in a kayfabe world, there is no way that Eddie Edwards would lose in an intergender tag match when the other man is Caleb with a K.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There is no fathomable reason why the Edwards should lose this match. Eddie Edwards has been at the top of the card. He was Impact Champion two months ago. Maybe three now. I cannot for the life of me see any reason. I want to stress this. No reason at all for Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K to win this match. And that's why I'm going to say Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K win this match. (laughs) I just can't. There's, I just can't. It doesn't make any sense. Either the match doesn't make sense at all, and I hate picking it. But I, I'm just gonna say Tanil Dashwood and Caleb <laughs> the okay, win it. Uh, I'm gonna say. You know what? Okay, I think so
1: too.
2: I, I just, I don't really understand. I, I think Sammy Callahan could get involved.
1: Um, it could I hope be a distraction. That oh. you
2: know, you know what's coming. The lights are gonna turn out. Next thing you know, I mean, I don't believe. Uh, we'll have the uh, tag-in, tag-out rules uh, that you see in, like, WWE with Intergender tag team matches. So, there could be potentially, you know, Caleb fighting Alicia and Eddie fighting Sunil at times. Um, this is not an, I don't believe they're doing an automatic tag rule. So, uh, it could be something like Caleb pins Alicia and that's how they, they weasel away with it. Who knows? Um, but I just yeah. I just for the life of me, I, I don't know why, but I'm like you, I, I'm going to Neil Dash with the with a K. Yeah.
1: Same here. <sighs> I
2: guess I
1: had the toughest card for a show.
2: <laughs> well, it's gonna heat up here a little bit. Uh, we have the knockouts title match, the defending oh, yes. Diana Perrazzo, accompanied to the ring by Kimberly, taking on the challenger. The Demon Assassin Rosemary, who is, of course, accompanied by her best friend, Taya Valkyrie. I think there's no way that Deanna loses the title to Rosemary. Not a knock on Rosemary. Just where we're at with Deanna. It, this the young stuff. This is a, a stopgap challenge match. I think it'll be a good match. Um, there could be some physicality between Taya and Kimber, um, which is never a bad thing. Um there could be some kind of weird shit with Sue Young happening, but I think ultimately that would happen after the match. Um but I yeah. think Diana I think Diana gets the win here. Hands
1: down, hands down, and I don't even think it has to do anything with Kimber and Taya going at it or Sue Young coming in and doing some fuckery. I don't think any of that has to happen for Diana to put away Rosemary. Again, not like you said, not a knock not a knock on Rosemary, but it's No, there's (laughs) Diana.
2: Yeah. So the next match is a singles match to give the opportunity for the, to challenge for the impact tag team championship belts. It is the, the Ethan page being accompanied to the ring by Josh Alexander, taking on one half of the tag team champions, Carl Anderson, worth noting. He is not listed as being accompanied to the ring by doc Gallows. So it looks like there may be potential for two-on-one here. Um, I don't know if they're really itching to run back the North versus uh, the Good Brothers. I think that might be the case, especially with the implications of Ethan Page's contract. Uh, I think Ethan Page gets the win, and then he gets one more tag team uh, title match, and then he loses on his way out Is kind of... uh, you know, my prediction. Um, so I'm going to say Ethan Page wins this one, but then the Good Brothers win at, at the rematch.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that one. That would be a great, th- a great thing to do, too. Maybe some kind of more uh, turmoil between Josh and Ethan. And then, like you mentioned, when they do finally do that one final tag team match against the Good Brothers, so they will lose, of course, depending on Ethan Page's situation with his contract. Um, but it could just be a complete fallout and disintegration of the North, leaving Josh Alexander to be a new singles competitor, which is kind of exciting to think about, putting him in the, in the singles uh, scene there. And he can easily get, get up in the ranks. He's a great oh, yeah.
2: I could see him in the X Division uh, very quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. Personally. Hands down. Um, so, yeah, so, I got Ethan too.
2: Yeah, I, and that leads us to our main event, the Impact World Title Match. The defending Rich Swan taking on the ultimate finesser, Chris Bay. So.
0: This
1: one should be a banger.
2: This will be most likely match of the night. Mm. It's obviously got the main event spot, so it's going to be um, going quite a bit. It's worth noting, and you'll notice as we're breaking down this card, there's been zero predictions about Kenny Omega being here because there shouldn't be, because he will be in Mexico uh, during this event. Um, so obviously he's he's very good, but he's not two places. He can't be in Nashville and in Mexico at the same time. Um, so he'll be defending against Laredo Kid probably about the same time that this match goes on. Um, this I, I feel well, I'll let you I'll let you go first, so I, you know, in case we have similar thoughts here, because I, I think we do, but I'll let you go first.
1: I feel like this match is going to be a great showcase for Chris Bay. don't you know, like showing that he can be a top contender, that he can be a future champion, that he can work. Um, I think the title, of course, is going to stay on Rich Swan. I think this is going to be a great exhibition match for Chris Bay, and he's up there with a worker similar to his style. Um, and so they're both going to be able to showcase each other and push each other to the limits to show what they can really do and, what, and how they can really go. It's going to be a great match. It's going to be athletic. It's going to be fast-paced. It's going to hopefully tell, they'll be able to tell a story and the match of how how it can be broken down into just more than just athletic things. Um, but yeah, I do see Rich Swan ultimately taking the win here, clean.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things too, because like you, like you mentioned earlier, we live in this world where we know what's going on in the world of wrestling. We have Twitter, we have all kinds of things. We know about the partnership that Impact has with New Japan around the Super J Cup. We know TJP is going over there. To me, it makes sense. Okay, if you want to throw your X division champion over, that's why I was comfortable making that pick there. I don't think you send your world champion to the Super J Cup to lose to any of those guys in that tournament, and that's not a knock on those guys, but they should not be beating a world champion of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception, of course. Yeah, I mean, listen, ACH, a- 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 Leo Rush, those guys are great, but you don't—they're not even signed to New Japan, right? So I don't send my world champion to lose to guys that are not signed by New Japan in a New Japan event. And the guy that's the New Japan, I mean, I'm not letting ELP beat my guys either, right? I think mm-hmm. it's ELP that's in that, in that tournament. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that the title stays with Rich Swan. Chris Bay and TJP go into the Super J Cup. Um, and then we'll see, you know, what they... Because I think that's um, only happening on one night. I think they're doing all the Super J Cup in one night. Um, so they could potentially just go and come back and not miss any impact time. But I also, like I said, I don't see them putting their impact world champion on that unless he wins it. And I don't see New Japan giving a non-contracted guy the win there. It just doesn't make sense. It's just yeah. not, you know, it doesn't it make
0: doesn't,
2: sense. It doesn't, no. So... Uh, for for reasons outside of impact, I'm gonna say Rich Swan keeps it. Um, I do. I think Rich Swan keeps it a really long time. I don't really think so. I think there'll be something you know for the next year we might see some more guys come through. I don't think this is gonna be like this one of these like year long title runs. Eric Young's getting heated back up. Joe Doring's obviously there. There's some other things. So I think eventually maybe even at Hard to Kill we do see Rich Swan drop it. Uh, potentially even to Moose. Um, we could see Moose, you know, be the one that kind of takes over there. It doesn't look like they're beating Moose anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I can't see this coming off of Rich Swan right now. I just can't.
1: Yeah. And even outside of the New Japan things, for me, this is a a weak kind of build up for a championship match with Chris Bay. So I, yeah, I, I don't, I personally also don't think he's he has that that star power or that name um, to be to be the head of the company right now. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's like going to be a no.
2: Yeah, no I mean, and me. then, again, not a knock on Chris Bay. He's one of the most talented guys yeah. on that roster. He'll get there. Um, I think we'll see him yeah, as an Impact yet. World Champion. Maybe even this time next year we'll be talking about Chris Bay as the champion. But, yeah, I think yeah. it's Rich one? Same. So that is our final resolution preview. That's our, you know, kind of fantasy booking fun stuff that we did with, you know, AEW Impact. It's our impact review of the week. Um, you'll notice second week in a row, and we do apologize for this, we don't have video game topics to talk about. Um,
0: blomp,
1: blomp, blomp.
2: It, it was in because of anticipation of what happened with Dynamite and what or what potentially could have happened with Dynamite. Uh, so that's kind of what we were geared up to do. And then we kind of had to pivot because they didn't reveal any new information. So shame on us for counting right. on, on the wrestling business to stick to things. Um, yeah, cards, cards always subject to change, as we like to say in the business. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I am here to say uh, that not next week, because we will review uh, Final Resolution and next week's Impact, and we'll probably have a smaller gaming topic to throw in there as well, because I don't know that unless, of course, the world you know, blows up again with Kenny Omega doing something on impact. Um, we'll plan to kind of have a normal episode. And then over the holidays, we are going to have a two part mega video game episode. We're trying to get some guests uh, lined up to be a part of that. Um, but we've, we've spent enough time away from gaming. We want to have gaming a part of the show. Uh, I mean, with the 8-bit suplex, we're crying out loud. Um, but, Sandy, you want to go ahead and let the people know what we're going to be uh, talking about on that mega episode?
1: We are finally going to cover Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow!
2: And that's <laughs> just part one. So, it is going to be a two-part episode. There's a absolute shit ton to talk about when it comes to Pokemon, um I mean obviously you can't just talk about the games you have to talk about cultural impact you have to talk about um you know the fact that uh, it's spanning generations now my children watch pokemon my children play pokemon my children have stuffed pokemon dolls uh, and and plushies the same that I did right so well, it one different now because there's far more pokemon than when we were kids sandy Um, and we'll, we'll we'll talk the numbers (laughs) as well, as far as that goes, uh, we'll talk about, you know, at at some point too, I'm sure, you know, what we want to see out of Pokemon as we kind of continue to grow and and push into the future. Um, so definitely, definitely want to make sure you guys tune in for that. Uh, we are going to record those hopefully, uh, ahead of time so that we can enjoy the holidays so that you can enjoy the holidays. So you're not waiting around uh, for us to put out another episode. And of course, if something does happen uh with Kenny Omega or with Impact that's huge over the holidays, uh we'll make sure to pop in and, and give a quick update uh attached to those episodes. But uh, really, really exciting uh to do Pokemon. Also very nerve wracking because it is you know, you don't want to miss you don't want to mess up on Pokemon. I mean that's kinda like you know, uh, I I don't know that there's been a bigger gaming franchise that has started in the last 20 years, 25 years, um, than that obviously, you know, there's bigger franchises, but not in the last 25 years. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll tackle it head on. Um, but yeah, I, I think that about kind, covers, of. kind of, you know, where we've been with the video game stuff. We know it's, a, we're, we are a half gaming podcast. We're going to get back to gaming. We're compiling our list of gaming topics that we want to get to, to start the next year. And we're sorry for missing gaming. So here comes a, a giant two part Pokemon episode. So Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, you know, to <laughs> all that. You know, that's that's your uh our uh, Santa Santa Josh and uh, uh Santa Sandy are, are coming through uh on that one. Um I do wanna point out, uh, as as I am a, a huge Final Fantasy fan, um, that Super Smash Brothers did announce yesterday at the Video Game Awards, that they were going to have a new fighter release in their Fighter Pack 2, and it was revealed that it was, of course, the one-winged angel himself, Sephiroth, um, which, if you are, of course, a fan of King Omega's, you know that the name of his finisher, one-winged angel, comes from his love of that character as well. Um, so, definitely excited to play as Sephiroth in Super Smash Bros., but also it's kind of one of those kind of silly things where it's like, could Mario actually beat Sephiroth in a fight? Could Princess Peach? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so you have to, we'll have to see kind of how they, uh, they integrate that character there, and, and you know, don't, uh, don't op him uh, too much. <laughs> oh,
1: we shall see. I got, I got to download. I got to fire that baby up. I haven't played in a little while.
2: I haven't played in a little while either, because there really hasn't been a, a character come out that I really want to like. It's brought me back to pick up the sticks. Um, but Sephiroth is, is, is that for me because, uh, my childhood was spent playing Final Fantasy seven multiple times. Uh,
1: you
2: know, it it just, it was, it resonated with me. My game of the year is probably Final Fantasy seven remake. I don't know that we'll have a chance to talk about like a full like game of the year kind of thing. Um, but I'll just say Final Fantasy seven remake is the, probably the best new game that I played this year.
1: Nice. I was never a final fantasy person. I never, never played any of them. I don't know how that happened. But
2: anyway. I don't know either, but hey, listen. <laughs> be- I mean, RPGs aren't for everyone. Uh, they're just not. And so, I, I love mean, RPGs
1: though. So I don't know. Well, what else I mean, is.
2: Uh, maybe it's the style. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's the JRPG. Maybe it's the, you know, because obviously Western RPGs, uh, you know, very different. Um, they're mm-hmm. not term-based typically, like the older Final Fantasy games are. And of course, Final Fantasy now, of course, is not even term-based either. So you know, we'll we'll definitely uh, at some point. Uh, we'll cover uh, Final Fantasy if <laughs> Sandy misses an episode, and I'll pull in a Final Fantasy expert uh, to talk about that with me. There you go. Um, but you know, <laughs> and if if I ever miss, uh, you know, Sandy, I'm sure has a list of, of games that she can uh, break down as well. Um, you know, either either she decides to go solo, you know, and make it the Sandy show, uh, or if she brings in a guest, Ooh. you know, we'll see. You you got you got a built-in guest uh, at any time you need one, so um right. i'm sure that we are you know we're, we're gonna get back to gaming folks it's gonna come so don't worry
1: it's, coming. it's just it's coming. It's,
2: it was a big big couple weeks here and in, in, in pro wrestling um but it is coming um for sure so with that make sure you check out all of the podcasts on the social supex podcast network um Keeping It Strong Style, One Nation Radio, Ricky and Clive, uh, you know, uh, the, the usuals. Go on to prowrestlingtees.com slash social suplex. Pick up your social suplex shirts uh, now. I mean, if you want to get them in time for the holidays, great shirts to give to the wrestling fan in your life. Sandy, why don't you run us through uh, some plugs?
1: You can follow me on Twitter at sailor zelda and i am on instagram at sandy gaviria so working on getting those together hmm i gotta should do a contest to have people help me do a new thing for those what are yours josh
2: (laughs) yeah you can follow me on twitter at Laughlin underscore josh you follow the 8-bit suplex uh, podcast of course at 8-bit suplex on twitter and on TikTok um definitely follow at social suplex on all your social media as well (laughs) check out the Rusty square circle on facebook um i'm trying to think of anything else to say um but uh you know i well uh you know i'll quote the man of the hour because with every good feeling comes an end and so i must bid you all adieu Uh so until next time ladies and gentlemen goodbye good night Bang. Good night, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I think that was good. I nailed nailed it. it. Nailed it in one. Leave it in. Nailed
1: it. (laughs) See, (laughs) See you guys. Bye.